everyone. Welcome in. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, on episode 12 of Mates and Takes, I am Oliver and I'm joined by Liam and Cam. Liam and Cam. On Takes and Makes. I mean, oh, we'll <laughs> have to start again. You sound like a guided meditation. Hello, everyone. Come on in. There's so much pressure on me to come up with these really cool, zany, wacky intros. Yeah. And uh, today my brain just shortcutted to guided meditation. That's true. Liam and I always, right before we start, go, gee, oh, we can't wait to get hit with one of those really zany, wacky impressions that you always open with that we're so excited about. You put a lot of pressure on the man. And that's kind of what keeps me going, keeps me uh, plugging away. Beautiful. I suppose before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, we should address the handsome man to my left, Josh Olson. Welcome to the pod. Hi, hi. You're doing a great job, Holly. Thanks, yeah. mate. There we go. See, that's actually the the sprinkle that I need on on the top of this uh, intro. Uh, that's the sugar piece on of the cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just a piece of white bread. Ah. Um, Josh, how are you? How's how's things? Things are good, tremendously well, and only improving. That's wow. how I like to how I like to keep things. Liam, have you noticed just just quickly, even after a few minutes, Josh's voice almost like a smoother version of Cam's, like quite a nice um, less grating. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like um. Bob from Bob's Burgers. Anytime <laughs> Tina says yeah. something mildly sexual <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> Well, you're probably asking yourself at home, what the hell is Josh Olsen doing on this pod? Yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> How did he get on here? <laughs> well, we don't actually lock the doors to the studio. <laughs> and we I actually just needed to borrow something from Cam. Um, so I'll just be like a couple minutes and then I'll... In and out, wham, bam. Well, while you're here, I think you might as well um, judge today's episode. Oh, yeah. Are you I interested could, in that? I could possibly... Do that. That sounds a little bit like, uh, to, uh, almost as if I'm a judge who's currently a guest on the podcast. Yeah, like a, <laughs> you've, you're almost there. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Guest judge? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. That's why Liam's here, man. Yeah. We don't know why Josh is here. Makes o forces sense. us to be here, but now we know why Liam's here. I like being here, guys. <laughs> He's the duct tape that holds this razor scooter together. So for anyone that isn't familiar with uh, Mates and Takes, basically we come together each week with a new topic of discussion and we each give our top three takes. Um, this week's episode is World's Greatest Inventions. I'm sure we kind of all know what makes an invention an invention. I'm actually kind of keen to throw it over to Josh and see if he has anything he's looking for while judging. Um, well, I think, uh, I mean, as you, as you said, we all know what an invention is, right? So, so long as, uh, my thought process is that it doesn't have to be uh, a thing that you can, you can touch. It just has to be something that, uh, you know, if, um, if humans didn't exist, then the thing wouldn't exist either. So that could be, you know, a battery. A bit well, oh, a little fuck. bit like a battery, um, but kind of like if you couldn't touch a battery, <laughs> like so a lie, religion. Uh, yeah, 
Lies. There you go, religion. religion. Like a system to manage people, something like that. Yeah. Something that's just a Systems, concept. So a construct, yeah. yeah. Thoughts. Could be anything uh, like that. All kinds of Sand? things. Sand? Sand. You're not quite getting it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll get there. That's okay. fine. Is there uh, something that is going to push an invention further to the top of your list when you hear it, when it touches your eardrum? Um, yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you yep. want to elaborate? Um, that's no, always good. Okay. No, and uh, That's just for me to, to know. And then while I'm taking my assiduous notes, you can all just be fretting uh, about what I'm writing. Um, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, I kind of like that. It's, it's a bit chaotic. Yeah. Hmm. Cam, did family. you have any anything you wanted to talk to? Um, I just wanted to, my picks were anything that I considered something that fundamentally improves the quality, security, and efficiency of day-to-day life. And historical importance was heavily considered because so many inventions more recently are only possible due to the previous invention ever existing. Mm. Um, but that's not to say, like, I don't know, it's not to say that an invention that exists now is shitter than the one that preceded it. Yeah. Like it's, you know, let's not pretend that the hang glider is better than the aeroplane just because it came first. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like me and me and Josh were discussing this previous and he couldn't say anything because he's judging today's mm. episode. But I was describing the fact that like... So you're saying you're in backroom talks. Yeah, exactly. Collaboration, oh, coercion. Oh which, which yeah. funnily enough, Cam did as well, but he's very quick to... Uh, to throw that at uh, Ollie when he's doing it, so it's it's really just you, Liam, who's yeah. being left out of the loop. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Cam probably lives with our guest judge, which is just so wrong. What am I, chop liver? What I was describing though is just because an invention is older and made another invention possible doesn't just make it mm. better. Which yeah. I think is only that doesn't mean. Yeah. Um. I was thinking about it, like, my whole thing is an invention is, like, an idea that sparks a a unique product process, things like that. When I was trying to decide what was going to be the greatest, I thought about um, its impact on, you know, living conditions, um, whether it pushed civilization further forward, um, and, like, life and death and things like that. Pretty basic stuff. Yeah. One of the things I will add is that this is all on the assumption that um, being uh, humans progressing is a good thing. Yeah, I, think. I thought about that. Because yeah. I don't, I mean, <coughs> I'm not all for murdering everybody, mm. but I do believe perhaps if there were less people. Sometimes that's a better thing. Yeah, environmentally. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that. I get about that uh, Terminator Two outlook. <laughs> I think I think in terms of like human inventions, it almost has to be viewed through the scope of like benefits to humanity. But but if there's potential to like push back on like bad shit coming from that invention, then by all means, you know. Well, I almost fell into like this wormhole, and I do not want to get into this. But you quite I was enjoy thinking about like wormholes falling into them. I was thinking about like what actually constitutes the greatest. Like if we're talking about magnitude, the nuclear bomb in Oppenheimer, like inventing that is in terms of just like impact unbelievable but as we just said we don't like murder but like nuclear fission you have quantum physics you just have this microwaves you have a whole bunch of new things like uncle ben's 90 second rice that came from the nuclear bomb and it's like obviously that's a bad thing from uncle ben (laughs) 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 but 
but that's obviously a bad thing. But like the word great in and of itself is quite annoying. And so that fucking spun me out for way longer than I care to admit. And then I just made up my pitch five minutes ago instead because I was still trying to figure out the first part of the sentence. But anyway, yeah, that was a thing I was just stinking about. Well, let's do, um, let's yell Geronimo and hold our nose as we um, bomb into this pool of inventions. And Liam Dunn, why don't you start us off? What is the number three best invention in human history? In my opinion. Of course. Uh, Okay, so in my opinion, the number three goes to the industrial metal lathe. So there was already lathes around before the this one. There's the wooden lathes go back to like ancient Egyptian. <coughs> then there was small metal lathes for like clock working, just like tiny and intricate parts. But this is the first of its kind. If you go to the um, Museum of Arts and Crafts in Paris in 1951, uh, 1970. No wait, 1751. There we go. Um, the French inventor. Jacques de Vaucasson. Ooh. Had to look up Ooh. how to say that. Um, and nailed it, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh. He used to run silk factories and he needed better rollers, so he created the first kind of industrial metal lathe. There may have been other kinds, but none have been recorded and there's no proof of any other ones. So people will agree that he was the first one to create one. Pretty much responsible for the explosion of wealth, first of its kind. Pretty much for precise machinery, you need precision parts. To create precision parts, you need a lathe. So, you need the machines to create the things that used to take multiple people to create. So now one person can create while multiple people can create. And now... You have an explosion of wealth. Basically what you're describing is this piece is like what's going to take you from like one age to the next on Age of Empires where it goes, oh, and then just all your buildings get better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. leveling up. No, but it, it like cascaded and created just pretty much, yeah, just an explosion of wealth. Before that, what the cost of life always cancelled out an increase in population. So population increased, but the cost of living always evened it out. But now that one person can create what multiple people used to have to create. Yeah. By far the most research I've ever um, come across with a Liam Dunn argument. Can I just ask, what is a metal lathe? So pretty much what it is is you secure a piece of metal. Just for the people at home, <laughs> to be clear. It spins around and then there's like another tool that comes off the side. I mean, look it up, bro. I don't have time. It's like, is it? Uh, have I seen the videos on just YouTube for the people where it comes at home. down? How would you spell it? <laughs> L-A-T-H-E. Is it the thing where like a piece of thing will come around and it'll bend it into like a shape that you need? No, no. Oh, it's well, kind of I don't like uh, that. that have you ever seen those YouTube like ASMR making chess pieces video? And it's kind of like a potter's wheel on its oh, side. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Josh Cards knows away. exactly what it is. <laughs> I thought it was like um, 
when you were talking about like spins around like those wipeout things, you got to like jump over them and eventually it's going to oh, hit you. Like but those giant red balls from wipeout. No, not like that. Like, you know, those, you know, the ones I mean with the arm and it just rotates. But now I know exactly what it is. It's that. It's just on its side. Um, so here's something that uh, I would like to add beyond just a definition of this very impressive um, invention. Uh, I didn't really anticipate arguing with anyone's points today because i'm pretty sure all of us have found some pretty fucking fundamentally incredible like i'm guessing you're kind of arguing this more or less birthed the industrial revolution exactly yeah it's exactly it's a lot of people would say that was pretty important so i so i agree and i wonder if we start kind of throwing our toys near the judging stage or we go what no one's because all of these that we hear we're gonna go yeah, we probably needed that. Um, it won't be until they're all out in the open and Josh has to pick between them that we might go, well, fuck that metal lane <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so was it initially for silk? Is that what you said? It was initially so a silk guy, trader? The guy who created it, he was an inventor and an engineer and he, had, he oversaw a silk factory in France and he needed hmm. better rollers. Right. Is it so, so what you can't do by hand is you can't make something precise and smooth mm. so like a lathe makes things very smooth as well as very precise and i guess replicable right yeah like it, as soon as it goes away from that handmade which i suppose there is an argument nowadays that there's a resurgence of handmade but the only reason a resurgence of handmade materials being valuable exists is because we have this commodity of like my ceramic dish looks the same every single time so you want something that's a little bit different you don't go the other way around you don't yeah. want an inconvenience for an inconvenience sake and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't silk Spider jizz? <laughs> Wrong. Isn't mm-hmm. silk extremely valuable though? So as well, like just the very notion of being, or at the time, so the very notion of being able to do that, like like you say, probably pretty important. The guy didn't actually get his shine until later on as well. I think it was like President Eisenhower implemented the lathes and that's what like all the um, American factories started popping up and shit. Is this almost like the first iteration of the 3D printer? Kind of how it's just changed completely the idea of manufacturing materials. Yeah, so wow. this guy creates this. Someone then creates a lathe. Someone takes the idea because lathes were used for boring out cannons, like oh. shooting cannons. Someone took that lathe, turned it into creating a steam engine. Steam huh. engines were created, trains were created, you can move product right. back and forth between places. Wow. It's just fucking... Thomas the Tank Engine comes out in 1995. Unbelievable. Wow. Probably, that's probably <laughs> way wrong. <laughs> 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 I think his name was Teddy the Tank Engine, so... One fact checker. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Um, a brilliant, brilliant mind brings a brilliant pick into the factory. I guess this is like um, we're bringing our products to the dragon's den, you know, and he's going to pick which one he wants to invest in. I prefer in. Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I made all my money from sewing the, sewing the city. So. Scrub Daddy. <laughs> um, I'll, I want to hear your shit. Let's go. Same. I'm very intrigued. I never want to make my picks too personal, but I I think you both will probably challenge me on this one in terms of how much I need this thing. Validation. <laughs> but <laughs> Toilets. Okay. The number three best invention of all time is the toilet. 
initially I was thinking toilet paper and then I kind of had a light bulb moment and was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, probably toilet a little bit above that. So let's talk about life before the toilet. People used to just shit into like a jar and then just hoik their shit out the window. It'd just be on the streets, man. So let's just let's just think about the smell. Yeah, that is so rough. And then you want to think about um, the disease that came from fecal matter just hanging out. I think there was like a real big flood a couple of years back and it just, because it flooded out um, some of the older sewage systems, it created like a cholera outbreak. So if there's poo around, it's, there's bad stuff going down. The Roman Empire, like sort of very famous saying, yeah. If there's poo around, there's bad stuff going down. <laughs> the Roman Empire were the like the most famous dudes to um, create a like a full sewage system for a city, and they used to have like toilet houses. So you'd go sit twenty of you all around doing same these, yeah, and you just like chop the shit literally. No walls in between. Your communal shits just yeah. Going back to your uh, toilet paper theory before, um, in those toilet rooms, you would actually have a brush. And so kind of like how we have like a toilet brush, except that was Mm -hmm. used for the toilet paper's purpose. And then you just kind of leave it for the next person. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a whole lot of fun. It's a lot of cholera. Bring that back. I saw the photo of like... How were they taking photos in ancient Rome? Things have survived since that. What, photographs? (laughs) No, cameras. (laughs) It's not possible. Go on, continue. A gladiator actually famously killed himself by putting one of those stick sponges down his throat Wow! at some point. He was super entertained. What's kind of shit is after the Roman Empire fell, everyone's like, we're not doing that bullshit sewage system. And so they went back to just shitting in like troughs and boxes was a like a really big thing. And I found out that um, there was this there was this position in like uh, let's say a palace, a royal palace, and he was called groom of the stool, groom to the stool, and he'd like look after um, you know the boxes. He would check on people's bowel movements, and he was also wipe bums. And it turned out they were like a, a pretty high position of influence um, in society. <laughs> I guess because they would get like all sorts of gossip. Position of effluence. Yeah. Well done. Continue. Fast forward a little bit, you get um, a guy who invented the flushing toilet for Queen Elizabeth. Pretty good dude. It still <laughs> stunk really bad because it would still just go straight down. So... I think his name is Thomas Crapper. Mm. Created like a bend in the in the um, piping in the toilet itself. And the most fucked up thing is, like the the, the connotation and origin of the word crap came before him. Mm. So talk about fate. <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is it made people a lot healthier. It affects us every single day, and. If I can have something in my life where I don't have to smell my own shit as much as possible, I'd prefer to have it. So I like to do a, like a thought process of like right now today, if we just lost all toilets, how much would it affect my life in 
annoy me. And that was kind of the big one for toilet for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You do lose a lot of compost potential, you know, when they were hooking that shit out, you could throw it in a little bit of ferment. I mean, not ferment. Yeah, you the, know what I mean. the Chinese used to have farmers that would come and collect people's manure and, you, and sell yeah. it as fertilizer. Fertilizer, that's the word. I'll tell you what, though, and it's crazy that this happened today, but I went and used one of our gender-neutral toilets at work, and I do my thing. It's a number two, as per. And I turn around and I go to flush, and the handle is completely flaccid. I give it a couple of... And it's just nothing. And the anxiety that just like enveloped my whole entire being was pretty heavy for something. <laughs> it was just the mm. toilet's not flushing. I looked down at probably a little too much toilet paper. I, I seemed to just go crazy. I had to go in and hotwire the top of the toilet. But if it hadn't have flushed, man, it probably would have like really ruined my day. I would have gone and got roly to sort it out. It's funny as well because, like, that's very fair enough, and yet there's about a 99% chance that you uh, just per- committed the perfect crime. Like, no one knows you did it, and yet the amount of anxiety that you have from it, you know, actually really does reflect how important flushing the toilet is just to your <laughs> yeah. own dignity because you're yeah. like, well, everyone, no one's going to know it's me, but I'll know. And that's and now I guess everyone who <laughs> you've just told that story to, did you end up flushing it? You did. I hot-wired it. I flushed well it. Done. I'm a really big <laughs> fan of... Flushing toilets. If I go into a toilet and it's like a bit of a state, if it stinks real bad or there's shit there and I turn around because I'm like, I'm not using that. If someone walks in as I'm leaving that cubicle, I like I have yeah. to. I have to go, that wasn't me. Like that that wasn't me. And like I, I don't have my gloves, otherwise yeah. I would. And do you reckon it's like a 50-50 about what they believe in? Yeah, you know what I mean? for Definitely. sure. Yeah. For sure. Especially that guy. <laughs> that guy shits and makes a mess and we all know it. Um, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, it would it'd be next level to just walk through a city and you could just smell piss and shit, like, mm. like hit you, especially if it's a warm morning or something, like, what mm. the fuck? There's an app in San Francisco, which is called Find My Poo, and it's so many homeless people will shit in the streets that you can um, basically pin where the poo is located and so you can see if there's a hotbed of poo like in San Francisco. Oh so you're like, okay, I'm not God. walking to work through that street of defecation. It's a genuine app. I've, I've heard a, about um, this. Yeah. Uh, had, had classics. I'm something of a shit scholar. <laughs> um, had a classics class many, many, many moons ago and uh, there is apparently on record before the toilet was invented uh, a poet basically talking about his arch nemesis and he says if i saw him on the path i would throw him <coughs> into the street and the whole point was that he'd be throwing him into a bunch of shit wow so it's it's a problem there's also like uh before ballet i think in french to wish you good luck like you know how you've got break a leg um they say something along the lines of like mead and it's like <coughs> there would be so many horse-drawn carriages outside that there was just shit paving these theatre streets. And so you say, like, I hope you don't walk in shit. And so you just, that's your good break a leg over in French is oh, wow. equates to that in ballet, I believe. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's something to do with miet, which is shit in French. Consider how much stepping in dog shit ruins your day. Imagine human shit. <laughs> yeah. so and you're that, like, that's Brian's. Shit, you just cannot get that smell off. 
<laughs> oh, that's definitely cams. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Nah. Because there's, there's a lot of blood in it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> phenomenal invention. I love a toilet. Well, let's let's keep going with these inventions. The only thing I might... No, nope. actually... Oh. I was just thinking about like the long drop and the uh, the sort of squat based toilets in Japan or in uh, other nations. Like the lathe is international; it's everywhere. Whereas the toilet is still not quite you know the traditional what we think of with as you as you pointed out, like the queen flushing it and stuff, has not necessarily become completely ubiquitous, which is quite strange. It's kind of like surely you guys have realized this is the best way, right? Like flushing it. Is the best way. Surely, like those, like squat over and long drop kind of ones in Asia, though they connect to some kind of like plumbing system. Yeah, but even like there's long drops here that you have, you know, at <laughs> festivals and shit, and they always are. It's so disgusting. Yeah, they like constantly foul. pour salt down them and shit. Yeah, there's always like that very cheap joke in every frat house movie where someone gets caught in a porta potty and then it gets flipped over and. <laughs> mm. I mean, you're describing a worse toilet and, like, there's worse ways to manufacture things. So, mm. yeah. Sure I, sure. I see I see what yeah. you're saying. All right. Well, what are you inventing, my friend? What's what's the number three best <laughs> What have you ever made in your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, friendship and companions like this table. My number three is the printing press, which kind of is sort of similar to Liam's idea of basically taking something that would um, require a large amount of a labor force and reduce that to one and so um in terms of efficiency newfound efficiency of productivity oh sorry the printing press basically um became a way of widespread manufacturing um text so uh you would basically type in whatever you wanted to say once and then you would um i suppose putting it simply like activate the printing press and it would just start printing the words over and over and over again so you went from being able to manufacture 40 pages of hand-printed um, text to 3,600, so 90-fold improvement, basically overnight. Um, it allowed for widespread dissemination of information. And so you went from around about 2 million books being um, purchased per year to over 1 billion within 100 years. So uh, again, like however much that is um, in terms of productivity increase, 50 times. Um it also did lead to, uh, if we want to go right the way through, it uh, led to the widespread dissemination. The, the main thing that it started distributing was the Bible. Um, the Bible is problematic, as we've established previously, and many people much smarter than me have said. However, Martin Luther King wrote 65 essays on the Bible, so you could argue the printing press helped end slavery as well. So good on the printing press for just really getting in amongst social issues. Um, in that's, a more that's sort of a bold statement to make. I mean, to you just attach <laughs> that to your invention. Yeah, it's a pretty cool CV, I would say. Pretty sure all those people pushing those movements were also pushing out shirts, word to toilets. <laughs> I'll take some of that credit. Um, and so the printing press was invented in like 1451, I think. Johannes, Johannes 
Gettysburg, I think, a German guy. Uh, quite interesting, actually, and weird. I'd, I'd written what that was, and then I started um, listening to, like, the history of why English words are so fucked up, so why we have, like, enough and through and do, and they all end with, like, O-U-H, but they all sound, or O-U-G-H, and they all sound different. And uh, the printing press actually played quite a large contributor to that. Now, Josh has a lo- <laughs> pretty extensive linguistic understanding and history background, so I might be wrong here, but... Um, the guy who brought the printing press over to England, he uh, worked in Belgium and he brought across all of his Flemish employees and the printing press, because it's not as um, intelligent as a computer where you can just change the font size, you were constricted by your um, borders in your page. And so these Flemish people who weren't fluent in English were translating texts back into English or from Flemish to English and so you were picking up words from different languages and that's how you get all this well, this is one of the reasons why you get like this weird cacophony of words in English that make no fucking sense. Like, why is it that, but it's Thames and why, you know, all of these different words. So a good example that they pointed out was ghost. So in English, ghost used to be G-A-S-T, but in uh, Flemish, which is Belgian, uh, it was G-H-E-E-S-T. And they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll just combine those two. So they went G-H-A-S-T and then, because what other words really start with G-H in English that go G? The only other one is ghoul, which is from Arabic. And that was, again, that's because ghost and ghoul are like the same thing. So English was fucking lazy. Anyway, I thought all of that was really interesting. That I just happened to come across all of that information after I picked the printing press. I was like, fuck, it's a little bit more on my uh, old argument. Um, but my main thing is like, it just became the dissemination of information. And uh, it allowed the, much like Liam kind of pointed out, this explosion of wealth, this allowed an explosion of information which previously was kind of withheld by the work from the working class by the aristocracy. And they were like, we will be intelligent. We will not let you educate yourself. And so you now had like new radical ideas, which led to just all kinds of revolutions and enlightenments. I mean, I can't hate on reading and I definitely don't like handwriting shit. So why didn't they just watch movies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a very good question. Idiots. I think the printing press is uh, when when pronounced properly is so important to human history, and yeah, I can see why it's in here. I'll only I'll only say this only because you um, took like a moment to try and <laughs> shit in my toilet. Um, <laughs> well done. If your whole thing is like some countries don't use the modern toilet, I guess like can I bring in like the fact that maybe printing presses aren't being used as much these days and it could become obsolete at some point, you know, whereas toilets will stay, like, fairly consistent. Yeah, I'd say it more or less has, much like Liam was pointing out, like, the industrial lathe has evolved into new elements. I was obviously just being a little bit annoying. Like, yeah, sure, as you pointed out, there are different iterations of the toilet. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, like, your whole point is, by extension it's not necessarily the toilet right it's sanitation and the sewage that is attached to that because if you just had a toilet you'd just be shitting in a chamber pot that's just a little bit fancier so your your thing is by extension all of those things and like perfectly fair enough so similarly with the printing press you're allowed to evolve as the industrial revolution um, continued and as you now have like more I don't know refined materials to be able to do even greater like it's not like we're still limited to 3,600 pages per day I just mean like f- like physical copy in general. You know, we're moving away. Magazines oh, right. are dying, newspapers are dying, things mm. like that. Everything's going digital. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very fair. I point. mean, I'm I'm on my toilet on my phone, not not a magazine. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is actually a very fair point. Um, I think it's more just around the birth of widespread dissemination, almost yeah. as as an addendum or as an attachment to this invention. You had this idea because used to have like we know this stuff and you'll never know this stuff because mm. it costs a fuck ton to be able to ever get this information. And now we can have 50 shades of gray and whether it's on your Kindle, whether it's a book, whether it's a feature length film with uh, Jamie Dornan, shouldn't know his name, <laughs> um, whatever it is, like you now have this understanding that information is for the people. And yeah. it was kind of preceded by that. I like that because each of our inventions do different things for humans. Like that's like empowering knowledge and things like that. That's progressing technology. And like, yeah, I, I mean, Shitting. obviously, yeah, <laughs> Josh, please. <laughs> but yeah. And pissing. Yeah. Getting rid of piss and shit is very important. Mm. It's so important. Yeah. <laughs> That's why our body gets rid of it. How how many <laughs> times should we shit a day, you reckon? Like four or five? Four to five? <laughs> four to five per morning. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> All right, Liam, I, I suppose we can move on to our number twos now. Oh, mm. oh God. <laughs> All right, you, you really excited? threw it off the backboard to yourself on that one. Eh? <laughs> Double tap, why? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, 1928, discovery of penicillin leads to the, dis- the creation of antibiotics, mm. and therefore yeah. you don't die when you get an infection from something. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's, that's yeah. all I want to say on that. I just don't think you need to go into it anymore. Yeah. Alexander Fleming, probably the most famous medical discovery. Um, the only thing that I have is that 10% of people are allergic to penicillin. That's it. Yeah, That's bro. the only counter-argument I have. Gotta break a couple eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are, what are, like, medical scientists and things like that doing? Are they winning the war against people, like, antibiotics doing that thing where they stop working? Like, are we winning that battle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, penicillin is such a solid, you know, entry. And it, well, it's little fun side note. Um, people historically have said that the pyramids were built by slaves, but actually, people going back and l- with more research, people think that maybe they were sort of paid in some way through beer, because of like, at a certain point, people are just going to go fuck this. I don't want to make the kill me. Mm-hmm. They think they were they were paid some sort um, in by beer. And beer has a, not our like modern beer, but the ancient beer had some kind of yeast in it and it acted as some sort of antibiotic and stopped them from getting sick while they were working. Antibiotics had such a profound effect on, you know, human history. Between 1940 and 1970, life expectancy increased by eight years. (laughs) Eight years. Did a really good job at keeping people alive. For eight more years. That's pretty impressive. But could you imagine being eight years older in the 70s? Like, just being this old, decrepit, and not being able to replace your hip. They probably could. I don't know, man. Still wouldn't be that old. Still only like 78. It's not like you're like 140 now, you know? Depends how much green tea you drink, really. (laughs) How many Tibetan mountain breathing techniques or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. We might as well stay at, at the hospital for my pick. I picked anesthesia. Am mm. I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Spell Lithium. it. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, when I was like juggling between these two, there there's like really good reasons why antibiotics had more of an impact or is more important. Um, I suppose when I like visualized the difference that anesthesia makes, like I thought about the dentist and no matter how careful you are, you can um, look at having a root canal or a filling here and there despite your best efforts with your dental care and not having any kind of anesthesia um, would be pretty rough. Any kind of like major surgery. So antibiotics is going to stop the everyday bacterial stuff that's going to get you in. That's probably... That's probably really good. That's probably a really good thing. But I guess I need this if I tear my ACL four different times or I have some kind of tumor and not to make it personal with my knees again. I just need to be asleep for this shit. And that's really important. It's also like if you research and you watch any videos or you look at any photos, it's like a horror movie with these dudes doing surgery in these big kind of almost Coliseum boardrooms of all these Victorian dudes sitting there watching in suits while this dude gets like his neck cut open. It's like, cause they're awake, you know, early days, they're all awake for it. They're just on nitrous oxide or whatever. But yeah, I'm going to have surgery in my life. If they got rid of anesthesia today, it would, it would have fucked my life up royally. I don't really want to sit through knee operations, feeling everything. And I guess that's where I went with on this one. Yeah, fair enough. Is an epidural is anesthesia, right? It's an, it's an anesthetic, right? Epidural. I'm pretty sure it is. So you've just made childbirth like a lot easier. Oh, yeah, word. Yeah, like 50% of the population, if they so choose to have children, and have children like that becomes now a pretty easy thing and, and by extension you're probably increasing the or decreasing the mortality rate of birth and Cam thinks childbirth is easy 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yeah easy year it's tricky because like I think antibiotics you just keep people alive for longer and anesthesia is a way to help with like common complications within the body and things like that that aren't like necessarily diseases or like bacterial bacterial ones at least so yeah i guess i'm trying to i mean uh, kind of uh, both of them are surgeries of of sorts right and one of them is surgery from a third party and one of them or both of them are surgeries from third parties and one of those just through amoxicillin and one of those from someone with a scalpel like pretty much the same thing and antibiotics exist on a range of intensities and severities and as does anesthesia you can have a mild anesthetic for going to the dentist you can have a severe anesthetic for getting your leg amputated if you're stuck in a car like they both are just fundamentally pretty vital <laughs> a trend that i noticed is a lot of inventors don't get their time in the sun with these inventions they'll be the ones to do the hard stuff and like to experiment on themselves with anesthesia and then people get laugh at them and then other people kind of pick up their research and things like that i mean the dude who was really pushing it killed himself using anesthesia like he, he used it on himself and then and cut an artery in his leg and bled out it's just Jesus. like it's crazy man alexander fleming ate penicillin Pass it on. That's not true, but that's the guy who invented penicillin. 
Yeah. Well, so it's, I do have one kind of serious problem with penis cillin. Clever. What could it be? Just, it's a weird name. Um, being an anesthetist is extremely difficult, first of all, to say, and second of all, to become. I think it is like one of the hardest professions. In anesthetist. Anesthetist. Yeah. I'm probably due for surgery by the end of the year, so I don't even really want to hear that, man. Because if I meet my anesthetist yeah. before the surgery and he's like pretty chill, like pretty like, yeah, man, we'll see what happens. Like that'll scare the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> they are, though. I, I just said They're always recently, on anesthesia. And the guy who called me up was like, so we're just going to give you some stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> you just keep me alive, buddy. Watch my heart rate. To clarify, is anesthesia, is that all, like, is morphine and opioids a form of anesthesia or is that painkillers? Nah. Do they L- just on a different? Is the, okay. is the first one they found that could put people to sleep. Right. You're thinking of batteries. No. <laughs> no, that energizes you. Yeah. Like the bunny. You're thinking of Red Bull. That oh, gives you wings. No, you're thinking of planes. <coughs> Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel to Cars. Um, ah, okay, interesting. So it, does lithium just, or any form of anesthesia, does it just basically send you to sleep, sleep and just turn your entire central nervous system off? Like you're kind of dead without all your organs still functioning? Is that kind of how it, does anyone, I mean, I don't know if these are the people I should be asking this question to. To my knowledge. <laughs> the guy said he loves shitting. I love shitting. <laughs> I have to shit. I might as well form a positive relationship <laughs> with it. <laughs> I think it has a chance to um, switch off your pain receptors okay. or things like that. Right. I don't know shit, honestly. I don't. Not doctors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Is that you? That's me, baby. Well, well, let's stay in the hospital. Yeah. How is it that we all had medical stuff? Well, my, my well, actually, I mean, medical stuff sucks. <laughs> so if you can, like, improve it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mine... Yeah. Oh, hang on. Is the contraceptive pill. Oh. Oh. I thought um, you were going to go with the, like, th- um, anal thermometer. No. Too expensive. <laughs> they don't come in my size. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the... You could just use a pull... Extra You could just use a pull thermometer, bro. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a pull noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't take temperatures. Can I talk about how this empowered women... Or do you want to keep talking about my rectum? Which do you want to do? <laughs> Continue. Thank you, judge guest. Your honor is good. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you just been waiting for one of us to say it. Eh? Um, so invented around about like the late 1900s, um, and it's basically just. Oh, first of all, you, you guys know like uh, if someone. Ref- this hasn't really been a thing for a while, but you know if you uh, refer to someone who does sleeps with multiple women or might do well with women or seduce a lot of women, you kind of call them like, oh, he's a Casanova. You know that? Have you heard that saying before? Yeah, like, yeah, he's a Casanova. Yeah. So that guy was a um, conqueror and a, a traveler and an author. And uh, yeah, he slept with a whole bunch of women. And um, his form of contraception was he used half a lemon as a cervical cup, which is fucking rank. Like those <laughs> disgusting. Like you used to put a lemon up. Yeah, he would cut a lemon in half and then lemon use juice that is as a cap. Lemon juice is great um, as a sanitizer. Okay, <laughs> great for like a meringue pie. It's not so good as like a condom hat. Okay, people do always ask for like citrus scented hygiene products. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, 
yeah, not so much shoving it up their bits, to be clear. Like, that's what this guy was doing. Also, like, it was saying he used it, so he just had a whole bunch of lemons. He's like, this is where I sleep with you. This is what you got to do. Fucking foul. Disgusting. I don't want anyone to call me that dude ever. Anyway, the contraceptive pill shifted, like, the social expectation um, of women from being the sort of domesticated, just birth factory that raises children and that's kind of all you're good for it changed that entire perception and gave rise to um you know the idea that women should have more control over their bodies over um their household uh it allowed women to pursue uh proper careers which prior to that were um trivialized by chauvinist men whatnot blah 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 um so you had an increase in women pursuing tertiary studies. Um, so now it, most universities actually are pretty much 50-50, which is kind of interesting. Um, at the time, prior to uh, the contraceptive pill and sort of right at its um, <laughs> birth, uh, men made up around about 90 to 99% of university courses, depending on which um, study you were kind of going through so pretty unbelievable like law was 92 um, politics was 99 uh, I'm gonna guess at this time I would probably assume teaching probably doesn't constitute as like a classified university course hence um, that minimized number or unbelievable overwhelming number what year are you signing? It's around about like 1970 to 1971, I think, was where the contraceptive um, was passed in state legislature as an acceptable form of um, contraception that could be readily made available for women. And I'm just checking, are you saying it's the source for, like, increase in women's independence? Uh, no, it is the source for radically shifting how we... Um, basically have this dynamic between men and women that is more and more developed as we are going now this is let's and I, I know I, I know you're not trying to trap me but like we've got to word it carefully because I'm not about to be like or whatever you know you can't get in trouble no, with I, shit. no that's all good I, I just think it's like it it's less the vehicle and more like a certainly like a huge step in the right direction whereas I feel like you're describing it as like so the contraceptive pill meant that women now can choose when they want to have children, which means that they can prolong their careers. And you can see that by the average age of marriage going up. So now the average age of marriage is around about 30. At the time, it was 20. So it shifted by 10 years. That's because women have gone, I am now going to pursue a career that previously required me to like invest four, five, six years of my life, which at this time, I'm considered basically just like, a fertility machine so if i'm 23 and i'm halfway through my degree and then some guy just decides to have sex with me especially as well because without going down an even deeper convoluted con controversial hole like abortion law around that time is very restrictive and so now you're like 23 and you're halfway through your degree and you're pregnant what are you supposed to do and so you usually bomb out of your degree, you usually get married to that person, and then you are having more and more children. So what is happening is you have more children, you have less income, because now the woman is not working, the man is the sole income provider, they have a higher age of children in the household, so you have a lower quality of life across the entire household. So the availability of the contraceptive pill now puts them at a level playing field where they can decide when to have children, as a man has been able to do for hundreds of years now. The pill lets you skip your period if you want to, eh? Yeah, some do. Some do, and with some women, and it's, you know, when you're fucking around with hormones, that shit is very volatile. 
Because it tricks your body into thinking that you're pregnant, no? I can't tell you. I've got no idea. That's my understanding, but we're all just here having never swallowed one of these <laughs> pills even once, so we don't really know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, if you if it could let you skip your period, that'd be pretty... You know what I mean? If you want to go do some shit for, like, thing, and you go, I do not want my period while I'm doing this shit. I don't know if you That's a pretty big thing. I'm not sure if you can, like, make calculations and time it necessarily. Okay. It might be, like, a side effect. Right. But, uh, once again... Any females listening, I would be more than happy to have you educate me on this because I know very little around it, and uh, I've had my eyes open to it recently about how vital this was and i think also like kind of taken for granted now because it is just sort of in a purse it's not really taboo it's not really this like sacrosanct thing it's just like man you know i'm on the pill okay cool there's a whole bunch of different ones they do different things different times whole bunch of different contraceptive methods now and all of that kind of was given rise in the 1970s by the inventor of the contraceptive pill so you like it way better than condoms? You don't think it's even close? How do you mean? As a contraceptive? I like it, or as an as a pick for the greatest invention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like men have historically been able to just decide to do whatever they want, and so this has now like lifted the playing field and just let fifty uh, percent of our population go. I would also like to have a say here, right? Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also just like, you know, it's lifted the lid on so many social dynamics and hierarchies. It's allowed for like more open conversation around sex, around casual sex, around like leisure, sex for leisure rather than just purely for procreation. Um, it's kept, like I say, population at a cap. Um, and so there's like more resources for less people, which, I mean, you look at what we're fucking doing in the world. <laughs> Imagine if we didn't have something like that to put a minor dent in that. I really, I really like the way you've laid it out. And it also it's like bulletproof because I don't think me and Liam want to stick our foot in our mouth by even trying to Nothing like, to say on the you mouth. know what I mean? Like I, I could, I could try and have a conversation about it, but I don't want to, um, you know, potentially talk about something I don't know enough about, you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, well done, sir. I mean, that wasn't about the contraceptive pill. What could go wrong? What are you scared of? Four white guys talking about it. The judge, Jay, just poking the from the sideline. Four straight white guys trying to tell everyone else how they should feel about their bodies. Trying to assume my sexuality. (laughs) Oh, sorry, bro. Go check your settings. Oh, throwback joke. All right, so we've all been to the hospital. I wonder if we stay in the hospital, Liam. No, we stay in the hospital, Oh, damn. Uh, Number one is vaccines. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't want to die when I'm 12 by getting polio. (laughs) (laughs) This is quite um, quite, uh, topical. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty important at the moment. Don't know how people listening to this feel about vaccines, but it's kind of weird that, like, up until... Two years ago, everyone was like, yeah, vaccines are good. And then <laughs> mm. now people feel in a different kind of way. But anyway, I feel like it's the number one important invention to stop the stop diseasing, diseases spreading like wildfire. Herd mm. immunity. Um, yeah. If you guys have anything, any pushback on that, I'd love to hear it. People don't like needles. That's all. <laughs> Liam doesn't like needles. Really? Oh, bro, I didn't get I didn't get um anesthetic at the dentist 
pretty much for my whole career up until like I was eighteen. Wow. Just he would just he would just tank. I just used to really? yeah, yeah. Wow. just a white knuckle the drill. <laughs> Shit. How are you with your tattoo? Is that what's on your back? You can't see it. You didn't know it was a needle until oh, this very nah, moment. Nah, <laughs> like obviously, like when I when I was like sixteen, mm. I was like, you know, I you can you can like suppress your child brain, but right. when you're like a kid, you're like, no. Okay. Oh, interesting. Wow. It's funny, you know. It is, you know, it does feel like there's more anti-vaccination like people around us. I think it's also just a case of like the minority can sometimes become the loudest when they want to. And mm. that's kind of how I feel about everything going on right now. Hey, Liam, if you think vaccinations are the number one greatest invention of all time, mm -hmm. may I ask if you've had your COVID vaccination yet? I have not. Okay. Maybe book that in and we can... <laughs> I'm trying to like publicly shame me, bro. I've had other vaccinations. <laughs> I know you're getting it. I'm just saying um, I want people that are going to personally fight, you know, for their inventions. I don't take the pill. I use the toilet. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, Cam. Nah, man, vaccinations, they're pretty important. I don't really, you know, you see all of those horrible photos of people with like just limbs missing from polio or whatever it might, or just, uh, what's it called? What's the word? Uh, it's the opposite of a life. Dead people? <laughs> there were a lot of them and then vaccinations came along and a lot of those dead people, to be clear, they weren't brought back to life. Just death was prevented. Cam yeah. really doesn't know how to vaccination works. <laughs> The only pushback I have for vaccinations is surely can we just get it in our butt? Like just in Jesus. our butt <laughs> instead of our arm? I got to use my arm for stuff. I don't really care about my butt. For someone who loves talking about shit, you'd want that to be like a fully operational. The cheeks you don't use too much as long as you've you know, your diet's pretty consistent. <laughs> I've gotten a jig from my butt before. Have you? Yeah. What was it like? Uh... I was it was unexpected. The lady goes <laughs> <laughs> It was the weirdest bus stop. <laughs> I like I like uh I hurt my neck and I had to go get um I went to the like a medical center A and E and I was like, I can't move my neck. Yeah, it was bad. He he woke up and he was like this. It's called a, it's called a wry neck. I like went to sleep with a hoodie on, the hoodie like down on my neck and I, when I woke up it felt like it was just paralyzed. I couldn't move it. Shit. Or felt like someone was going to snap. Anyway, I got to the thing and the lady was like, oh, we can give you a Tramadol injection. And I was like, okay. And she goes, sweet. So we're just going to inject this into your cheek. And I go, like, what are you talking about? And she goes, no. Nope. <laughs> <Just laughs> pull your pants down. I was like, oh, my ass. And she goes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's funny that a nurse like had trouble hearing the word ass when she's probably <laughs> like seen a thousand of them over her career. Mm. God, what a dream job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone go get vaccinated um, and keep yourself alive so that you can make it to episode 21, 22. I don't even know what episode we're up to. Just um, just do more, <laughs> like a comically larger number than what two, we are now. Episode 2021. Yeah, perfect. Oh shit, that's okay. It's a long, what do you got? It's a big investment. What have I got? Yeah, what do you got, bruh? I have the invention of language. Mm -hmm. um, the hardest part about researching this is there were some people that are like, ah, is language an invention? I found enough people that were 
happy to call it an invention. In fact, I found like a TED talk on a dude who was saying it was like the greatest invention of all time. I was like, well, if a guy that TED allows to talk, then it's probably cool. I'm, I'm okay with pushing it through. I don't know how much I even really need to get into it, but you think about um, being alive today and the idea of like not being able to communicate, have that. So I say language that's like, um, that that's both your ability to speak, but gesture is, you know, your physical communication is a, a huge part of that as well. But, um, you know, you have animals that are able to communicate, but it's just that it, they act it just like happens like and they they're very repetitive the things they say or do um or gesture the meaning never changes so none of it is complex none of it can um although it can describe some emotions not to the level that uh, the human language can do i just think about it like not to be that guy but like you know language makes everything possible like every every invention we've described, you need you need language communication. You need the ability to write things down and to talk about people and to collaborate. And you just need to talk, man. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for language. We'd just be like not expressing ourselves. We wouldn't be here. This is. <laughs> Based on language, that's all we do. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, I think you mean like literally us three. Yeah, yeah. This shit wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, this shit wouldn't be a thing. This shit wouldn't be a thing. Shit wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, human language. <laughs> human language is the most important invention of all time, and um, okay. that's how I feel about that. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. The only yeah, I was sort of thinking about like, um, can you call it something an invention if it's not finished yet? Because um, I would probably say it's more like an evolution of language because you can kind of see like, but at the end of the day, my thing has evolved, your thing's evolved. Yeah. They don't do vaccines the same way. They don't administer all that. You For know, sure. The first, the, the, it's, the, it's the conception of whatever it is, right? Yeah, and I mean like there wasn't a, a like a striking light bulb moment like with a lot of inventions that we know today, um, but it still originated from an idea and certainly, you know, evolution had a huge part to play, but... um. They reckon 90,000 years ago or so is like when it popped up. And it's they still have real trouble originating like precisely where language came from. It's yeah. real interesting. They look at like the way the human body develops certain organs to make, you know, speech available and things like that. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of went back and forth. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy to call it an invention. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it took a long time. That's all. Noah Yuval Harari's book, uh, Sapiens, talks about language. And he just pointed out, like, imagine how useful it is just to be able to say there's a stick over there mm. when you start off. Like, not even there, just actually just being able to point at something and saying stick. And then someone else goes, stick. And, and you agree that that there is a stick. And then from there, you can identify utility from that individually. So you both agree it's a stick, but you might see that it's a stick for hitting someone and I might see that it's a stick for being kind to someone because I'm not a bully. Or I might see the stick and be like, put a sponge on the top of that and we can all use it at the toilet. This might be the highest volume of toilet humor jokes you've done in an episode. I was so excited talking to, oh, I don't know if it was Josh, but I was saying someone, I was saying to you, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just really excited about my number three. There's going to be a lot of talking points that I can talk to. I was like, it's not my strongest, but. 
yeah, no, evolutional language is pretty vital. I mean, the whole thing is if you wanted to argue against language, <laughs> how are you doing yeah. that, bro? <laughs> yeah. Listen to yourself. Because you can. So, yeah, that's number one. Um, I know, Cam, the, the cogs are turning. Nah, I got nothing. Right. I just wanted to say, you know, like the invention of something on its own is not the utility of it. So, like I say, but... Fuck, I don't know. It's too complicated. And you just go down this fucking like philosophical existential. And I don't think any one of us have four more hours and none of us are smart enough to talk about it. That's what I was, that's what I was banking on. I guess because we just don't have enough language. (gasps) (laughs) Also, there's like, I watched this other TED talk. It's like, there's like 5,000 languages or something, right? And you think about language and and the guy opened by being like, you almost all languages are impenetrable for you. And I was like, what is he talking about? It's like, you'll learn one, maybe two, possibly three, maybe four, but there are 5,000 languages. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Very impressive. Well done, humans. It's wild. <laughs> and then yeah. you, you even think about like um, the fact that each generation um, of like high schoolers create specific language yeah. to attach to different, you know, meanings and social settings and um, yeah it's so funny how fast that changes as well right like we're in our mid to late 20s now and you can obviously you can have a conversation with like a 16 year old but the vernacular that they chose and i remember being 16 17 18 and being like yeah i'll be able to keep it like this is easy i can keep up with this all day but just you the fucking like remember remember that docs was a thing imagine calling someone a doc now like what the fuck are you talking about or like skucks mm. skucks docs like Squid. I still have a few of those. Remember all those pocket. sort of like, you know what I mean? Slang is a slang is so rapidly changing, right? Shortened language. Yeah. Cam at sixteen was like, "I'll be lickety split. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll remember." It's a gang term. Um, awesome. Oh, did you want to talk about who today's episode is brought to you by? Yeah, actually, that's before we finish up. Um, funnily enough, I worked with. But all of us on this ad. So yeah. I'll say the first part and then I'll just pass on to Cam who will pass on to Liam. Yeah. Um, today's ad is brought to you by... Baboon here. Liam? <laughs> <laughs> what does baboon here do? Um, so they've actually come up with a system where um, <laughs> they harvest hairs from a baboon and implant it on... Your chest for people who don't have much chest hair. Oliver? They dye the baboon hair bright pink. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why? Because it's going on the chest. (laughs) Well, Cam? I was way off. I didn't think it was any of this stuff. I misread the memo. Uh, Well, obviously, it's put on your chest (laughs) extremely pink because Liam. You fucking bastard. (laughs) Because players got a peacock. Use Peacock promo code uh, at checkout for, hell, 90% off. What a week here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that was really good. Amazing. Good work, us. Power of language. Uh, number one, super boring. It's just it's the wheel. So boring. I'm so gutted that I ended up coming to this conclusion. Um, but the wheel basically birthed, obviously, uh, agriculture, and, or the ability to harvest en masse 
um, and just having an agrarian lifestyle, as, as O talked about previously with like the Age of Empires, that whole thing is required right from the start. You have to have an agrarian, what would you call it, foundation. Um, so annoyingly, it's the wheel. I wish that I could come up with something better, but basically the wheel was really, really hard to fucking invent, um, which is kind of weird, but basically they found what they would do is if they were trying to shift um, large materials, they would just put a bunch of logs on the ground and they would push them. And then the logs that, uh, as you were getting towards the front of it, you know, they would pick up the new, uh, the old logs, put them back at the front. They just do this rotation over and over again. And as they went, they found the, I'm talking about they. It's like some Mesopotamians from hundreds and thousands or whatever the fuck, tens of thousands of years ago. I don't fucking know. But uh, they found, like, as you went, the wear on the middle of the log would increase because of that downward pressure from the heavy materials and the outside would maintain a little bit better stability or rigidity. And so they found, they kind of discovered an axle inserted to the wheel um, would provide this basis for being able to move things with ease. They immediately replaced human labor with like oxen. So you could now get a greater productivity going. Um, and then I kind of thought about it more and I was thinking about like the, the world can be broken down fundamentally into the relationship between time and space. And so this has managed to compress both of those things. You can cover a larger amount of distance in a shorter amount of time. And so whatever you want to do, you can do that. So if it's the car, you can now go wherever in a shorter amount of time. And the only way you can do that is with the wheel. The wheel allows you to um, use physics to your advantage and mobilize wherever you want to go. Um, interestingly, this has nothing to do with the wheel, but um, the car is widely credited for being like the downfall of the Soviet Union because they allowed cars and people... Um, use the car as this sort of manifestation of freedom. Like you could go anywhere, which in the Soviet Union was not a thing. You were being monitored all the time and people were spying on you and dobbing you in and, you know, going to the gulag and getting killed all the time. It was not fun. Uh, and so the the car was this sort of uh, symbol of freedom where you could go anywhere and people can't really follow you. Or, I mean, obviously we've all seen spy movies where they're like, follow that car, but. But yeah, the wheel. Who's the original inventor? Did you... Boris Wheel from Mesopotamia. <laughs> I've got no idea. Imagine imagine him just kind of... Patenting the device. Like observing today and he sees a kid go past on heelies. <laughs> I think he would like burst into tears. He'd be so happy. <laughs> Turning in his grave, bro, seeing wheelies. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Um like motorbike tricycles, he would be like, <laughs> freaking out. No, they got motorbikes, guys. <laughs> they got a lot of other stuff too. Um, with the wheel as well, you know, you have like the industrial revolution. I mean, your lathe, right, has a wheel involvement. Uh, there's always like cogs in a wheel. Like it, it is just like such a fundamental. Having a perfect circle that can do stuff is weirdly so important. Like you couldn't even, you know, people were driving cars with square tires. Apparently, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Look into it. Do your own research, bro. I think you just saw like a cartoon one day, and it was the, it was that gag. Watch the Flintstones recently. <laughs> it's so dated. <laughs> Hasn't aged well. I think uh, that is fantastic, and that kind of 
that put that shuts the book on inventions and I, I suppose we pass the hard the hard cover over to Josh who can give us a little breakdown of results. Oh, should I quickly explain what we're doing? So previous to Josh, um, back in the good old days, we would have Steen who would break down who we thought were winners. Um, Steen is like so busy with like mics and with cameras. It was like a lot to ask the bro and he did a fantastic job. But what we've done is because we have a guest judge, we thought, well, let's let's step it up a little bit. So Josh is going to judge all our picks and he's going to pick a winner from each number three, each of the number twos, each of the number ones. If you're number three pick and you're the winner, you get two points. Is that right? If you are the second pick winner, you get four points. And if you are the number one pick winner, you get five points. So the whole idea being technically your number three and two could overshadow a number one pick. It just makes it a little more interesting. So with that being said, Josh, how's it going? Thanks, Ollie. Um, so first of all, um, I'd like to just quickly go over my top uh, three. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah, I want to hear this. Um, where, because I also just want to be clear on um, biases in my own selection, right? According to what I chose, that's okay. Um, so uh, number three, uh, I actually had was the wheel. Um, so I'm a big fan of the wheel. I I reckon it's pretty neat. Um, and uh, just quick. Fun little little fact for you, Cam. Um, you'll like this one. Um, the first wheel was actually the potter's wheel. Oh. Um, you were kind of describing the, the axle. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically, I'm assuming basically what happened was probably somebody was making a pot and then the circle fell off and they were like... <gasps> it was Patrick's way Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was invented by the supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, really cool fact, Josh. Thank you. No problem. Don't even mention it. Um, and much for the same reasons that, that you had, was the Industrial Revolution and was compressing space and time and, and so on. Um, my, my second pick was actually accounting. <laughs> <laughs> like numbers. Accounting, actually. Not, not restricted to numbers, but accounting. Oh, counting. No, 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 accounting. <laughs> You heard me correct. <laughs> Cam's trying to be like, this isn't silly, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Um, first of all, let's let's go off the, the things that we know accounting for today. Um, forensic accounting. Pretty pretty quick way to figure out, you know, robbers, drug uh-huh. dealers, things like that. That's right. usually how they get caught. Okay. Their, their money like receipts. incapacity. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of my, my favorite fact is that it um, it births the most boring people on the planet, <laughs> um, which is really cool. Um, but the third one, and this one links back to your one, Ollie, is uh, basically the invention of language can go back to accounting or the invention of written language um, on account of... Uh, I have to be clear here. Accounting goes hand in hand with my single least favorite invention, which was slavery... Oh. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. I didn't like it either. It's a pretty shit invention. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Um, but essentially, what would happen back in old 
Mesopotamia was um, old Arthur Mesopotamia <laughs> would uh, have his really cool pots that he would want to sell, his, his clay pots made on a potter's wheel. Um, and he would want to trade it with, say, Cam uh, for some Tamagotchis or, or something like that. And he would send his slave to do it. And uh, I thought he was painting me as a slave owner in this. No, <laughs> like, could I just be literally no, using that? Could I just be a chill merchant? That was Arthur Mesopotamia. That's yeah, right. Bastard. Um, <laughs> but he would send a slave to do it, but he could never trust his slave. And so accounting was basically invented to create receipts of what he had sent and what was expected in return. And so when the slave arrived at the, um, at the destination, he would show the receipt to show, yes, I do have three pots, which is what was said on this um, tablet, mm. and I do expect ten Tamagotchis in, in return. Uh, and that was essentially what just evolved into um, written language. They would wow. The symbols kind of then evolved into things that could mean more than just boring stuff. Um, and then number one, my number one, um, I kind of looked at it as um, this wonderful quote that goes, um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think that's really important to remember uh, because all of these inventions, pretty much, for all of the good that they've done, they've also done a bit of bad. You know, you've got the wheel, which we've got cars and now. nothing pollution. wrong. Wheels uh, uh, warfare, yeah. Um, they've got like those torture devices that, like, you crank it and it stretches people's yeah. heart. Rollerblades, really. yeah, na- <laughs> yeah, nasty stuff, nasty <laughs> stuff. Um, language, uh, bullying, bullying. Yep, mean hate, hate mean, speech. Hate yep, speech. hate speech. All kinds of horrible things. So, so for my number one, I actually wanted to um, try to pick something that just I knew had just a net positive. That was it. So it wasn't even like an amazing invention. It was just like so it just balances out. No, just nobody. There's Scales. No, there's no bad things that it could be um, used for. And um, what I actually got uh, was um, the Quick Cut Pro Twelve. <laughs> Uh, have you guys heard of this? It's really, it's a really <laughs> neat uh, device. You'll be able to find it in most participating uh, supermarkets uh, for only fifteen ninety nine. Uh, it chops, it slices, it dices. Um, you can't really do much evil with it, but it makes your kitchen uh, cooking way faster. Uh, and it's it's really just great for business people on the go. Um, so that's my number one pick. Um, not paid. Uh, advertisement <laughs> from Quick uh, Quick Cut Pro, Qu- yeah, Quick Cut Pro. We got enough time for two ads. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not an ad. Uh, I okay. I really stand by it. It's fifteen ninety nine So now you guys kind of know where I'm coming from. Nobody said the Quick Cut Pro, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, which is a shame. Um, but we did manage to get it in there uh, in the end. Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to go into my picks which I think is what everybody wants. Um, So number three, um, I quite genuinely for a long time was thinking about the toilet, mostly on account of the diarrhea problem, uh, especially in India and I believe it's West Africa. Huge, huge problem. Uh, Literally millions of children are dying uh, on account of that. Toilets are the things that are helping. Um, However, I did 
not getting diarrhea as well. Yeah. That would help. Yeah. Um, which much easier when you've got something to shit in. Mm. Um, you should hit up the World Vision campaign, Ken. <laughs> yeah, it would be really handy. Stop shitting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I was tossing it up, basically, um, between that and delays on account of the printing press being, I thought, better than a th- number three. I thought it was... <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, how does on. that make sense? <laughs> no, I thought, because I was kind of... This is before we kept on going. Okay. I was kind of like, well, where, what else is he going to, like, what's going to be better than the oh, printing okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I did kind of think, actually, probably the lathe is more useful on account yeah. of it, it would have progressed the printing press. It had the entire industrial revolution. Uh, so I do think probably I'm going to go for the mechanical lathe. Also, I believe... Only thing I hadn't thought of or had been even on my radar of thinking about prior to coming in, uh, I'm a sucker for new stuff. Like the quick cut prior. You got to know your yeah. guest judge, hey, yeah. you know. So they were talking, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about like, um, you know, the old school printing press, we like load the letters all yeah. in there. Mm. But like the improvement on that is exactly. like giant rollers yeah. with yeah. all right. the shit on them. Right. You, how do you create the yeah. giant rollers? Yeah. Exactly. And to be clear, yeah. I still don't know. I cannot <laughs> picture this thing in my mind. But anyway, you can do. Um, guessing the lathe can make toilets. I feel like the lathe can do anything, right? Like, is that what you think it is? It's like a super robot. It yeah, can do anything. No, you you create um you create toilets by casting them with a lathe. With a lathe. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> Um, so I am. I'm going to get one to, to our to D win. two points. Two points. Oh, it's all like the fuck about <laughs> <laughs> so much time and effort, and I'm like, God, yeah, well, yeah, it showed. Um, Phenomenal argument. Now, the second one was actually, I think, probably the hardest one to judge because, um, they they're all medical. Yeah, was it you had three not doctors talking about <laughs> medical stuff? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a doctor, so I can't really speak to the uh, really the prevalence of any of them. Like, I can't really – I can't verify, like, oh, well, this one is actually more important than this one or this one is more important than this one. And so account on account of that fact, um, I actually really like the contraceptive one. One, empowerment. Awesome. Two, uh, and this one, I don't know if we can really call this an official uh, judgment criteria, but I did think all that, um, what did you say the penicillin, this guy named? Alexander Fleming. Alexander Fleming. Uh, all his mother had to do was um, take a contraceptive. Yeah. And penicillin. True. So just in terms of its power, its pure power, it can stop us from having pretty much anything that we chose on on that inventions list. Hitler's mom. So you're going? Are you going for lethality again? It's it's the only one that kills. You guys were talking about like trying to like. Could we not things. call it killing? True. It's not <laughs> Could we not do that? <laughs> Fair. It's the only you one. Call that killer. It's a slippery slope. It's the, the only one stuff. that prevents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're talking about in terms of a time machine. Contra context. inception. It yes. Contra yes. of Before, inception. Yeah. yeah. Right, you too. Um, and so, I mean, I, I just, I thought contraceptive. Four points. That's, uh, that's two. Um, and 
So, I mean, it all comes down to number one. As you guys heard from my one, there was no Quick Cut Pro. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, I guess the closest one was number two, which it wasn't accounting either, unfortunately. Um, but language, I mean, it's it's everything, right? It's like yeah. we... And yeah. even if you have the, the greatest invention, you can't sell it if you can't talk to other people, if you can't communicate. Um, and I, I, I would I would call it an invention. I don't think there's like mm. I don't think there's that like you kinda said, the the lightning moment, um, as there might be with say other um sort of inventions, but Yeah, it's solid. So, you know, one each. Some people would say that's a little bit cowardly. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, I think in terms of just pure impact of each one. Shout out Sandra Language, eh? Yeah, man. What? Shout out Sandra, Sandra language. language. You know. Strong number one. Yeah. Creator of language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for <coughs> she sure. She was the one that didn't have that lightning moment that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can see that. Well, awesome. I think the... The judge guest invention certainly was bloody good, wasn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, credit, Josh. We good, can good uh, work, good mahi. Just so you know, Josh, we might rotate. We might bring you back. You have zero job security, so awesome. That's what I like. But it's been a pleasure having you here. I'm probably happy with your performance because I got the W. But I think it's been a great episode. He also didn't give you any feedback. Where he was like, um, well, I didn't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 yeah, he set a high bar. Yeah, and uh, speaking of accounting, there will be some forensic accounting. Funds put as accounts. As I was saying uh, to Liam prior, I am firm but fair. I do accept bribes, uh, but I accept them from everybody equally. Yeah. So that's fair. This is yeah. It's only cool. fifteen dollars, guys. Just go get them one. <laughs> Well, it's it's really just highest bidder. So you know, if you want to do more, well, ten tamagotchis and quick, three pots. The quick cut pro is fifteen bucks, isn't it? Fifteen ninety nine. Ah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you can do installments. All right. Well, thanks everyone awesome. for tuning in, and um, we'll no doubt see you next week. What are you doing after? And, what are your and uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for tuning in. So see you guys. Love you. Bye. Love, Love you too. Oh. <laughs>